Welcome to episode number 222 of The Lobby, where we talk and make you feel like you are in the lobby of River City Church because you can't go at the lobby right now. <laughs> <laughs> so my name is Aaron. And I'm Becky. And recording live from the kitchen table. Becky, last time we recorded actually from, almost from the lobby. We could look at the lobby. Yeah, because yeah. we were in the building just like getting that ready and everything for small groups as a rain out date mm-hmm. location and everything. Yeah, and our women met there for small group on Tuesday because it, it's like a gender breakout week. So the women from our small group joined with the women from the Tisvers small group and met there and it was really fun. Did they like my string lights? They did like your string lights. I am just like a walking Pinterest board. You are. You are a walking Pinterest <laughs> guy. I don't Oh, I just dropped my pen. Sorry about that, everybody. That makes for a great recording. Here. Yep. So, um, but no, it was really cool. Yeah, so that was really cool that... Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got that, you know, the building was being used for that purpose and everything like that. So I was really excited about yeah. that. Yeah, and it was kind of funny because I think everyone was just kind of happy to be somewhere else. You know what I mean? Because I feel <laughs> yeah, like, right. okay, we've been at home, been in our yard. Yeah, been Look, kind I'm, of around town. Yeah. Because, yeah. I've let people put groceries in my car. <laughs> so right. it, I think it was just kind of like, ah. Oh, it, was, it felt really cool in there, and then just being there mm-hmm. with people was really good, too. Yeah. So. And speaking of being somewhere different, so I went golfing for the first time in seven years. Oh. Last. So does that count the time that you and I went to the driving range, and I almost hurt my shoulder because I kept hitting the ground? I'm not counting that time. <laughs> <laughs> Shocker. I was like, hey, let's have a date night. It's like, oh, I... I'm sorry you got injured. <laughs> so, yeah, I went golfing. So there's a bunch of the guys that um, uh, a lot of people from church and a lot of our friends and everything like that. We just kind of go golfing on Wednesday nights. And yeah, what you do? It went way better than I thought it would. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a complete train wreck. Yeah. But actually, I hit the ball surprisingly well. And But that did kind of screw up. I'm not, I'm not smart enough to like understand the nuances of figuring out golf handicaps and things mm-hmm. like that. But... Anyway, but it was, yeah. But so, it went well. when you say it went well, does that mean you hit it far or accurately? Yes, straight and far, and I, di- I didn't have very many horrible shots. Oh, well, good job. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and, I, and I'm cool with doing that just because, like, man, like, it's, I'm just kind of desperate for opportunities to connect with a bunch of the guys at church and everything like that, mm-hmm. and if that's going golfing... That's great. Right. So, that's cool. No, that's good. I still have my uh, golf bag that I got when I was in eighth grade, I think. <laughs> so it's pretty awesome. What a high quality golf bag. You know, Dustin, who is like one of the best golfers I yeah. know, he said, wow, you got a, you got a 52 with those clubs. Mm-hmm. Like if I just let you use my old clubs... I bet your score would actually improve just from clubs. Oh, really? So you're and like, I was just like, "Don't you speak ill of the the trusty five iron?" The trusty five iron. I have I have a trusty five iron. Oh, okay. So I bet that, if I understood golf, I would be like, "Ha ha ha!" The trusty. Five iron. <laughs> no, that's and I'm like, like, is five good? Five out of ten? <laughs> right. Like, yeah. So uh, Monday and Tuesday, we spent all day uh, helping run some. EFCA, which is the Evangelical Free Church of America, which right. is our denomination. So some EFCA church planting assessments for yes. people planting around the Midwest. Yeah. And so because of the coronavirus, 
Those were supposed to be in person in Chicago, but they were on Zoom. So it was like eight hours a day on Zoom. So, you know, it went way better than I thought, but it was like really well. I thought so too, because I feel like we were able to ask good questions and people were pretty committed to being open with their answers. And I was saying too that I feel like if we would have done that April 3rd and people weren't used to living their life on Zoom, it would have been even more awkward. But I think at this point, it's like, all right, this ain't my first rodeo on Zoom. First rodeo. Yeah, it's not my first rodeo on Zoom. And it just worked out pretty well. Yeah, and the only thing I can meaningfully attribute to people having the level of vulnerability and everything like that over the computer Mm -hmm. that they were having. Mm -hmm. You know, because, like, there were, like, um, some spouses that were, like, tearing up and crying of just talking about, like, some of, like, the complexities of, like, life and marriage and things like that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just, like, man, like, I mean, the Holy Spirit must have been doing that because... Yeah, for sure. Because I think we're all kind of zoomed out. Oh, my gosh. We're used to it, but (laughs) kind of zoomed out. We're ready to be done, Yeah. Yeah. It was shocking how tiring it was to just do a Zoom call for yeah. hours a day. Because you were just like, I need to go lay down because it was just yeah. a lot. I have not felt that fried at the end of a, <laughs> at the end of that I did on Monday and Tuesday as I did those days. Man, like I hadn't, it had been a long, long time since I would felt that fried. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think it was on Tuesday. That was the day that you went to... Um, Oh, yeah, for the, for church, the women's yeah. yeah, so the women's um, Bible study mm-hmm. for a small group. Um, so the girls are. I mean, I'm. I just got done with eight hours on Zoom, and the girls are like, "Let's. What are we gonna do?" And I was like, "Oh man, I. Oh, I'm a horrible father." All I want. So I was like, "Hey, let's just grab some snacks and watch a movie downstairs." <laughs> right. So. There was this movie that I watched obsessively when I was a kid. Uh-huh. Uh huh on the summers at the farm or whatever so it was the 1960 it was filmed in 1960 okay. and it was the swiss family robinson okay there was one day that i remember i watched it three times in one day oh my gosh. <laughs> and i was just i remember the third time i was like eh, this is a little much <laughs> i don't think i told my parents that i did that seriously okay so not to get you off track yeah. but did you have a rotation of movies on the farm in the summer were you like mondays swiss family robinson tuesdays wednesdays no no it was like my comfort idol was just in full operational <laughs> mode right there it was just whatever i felt like so um so yeah so so i watched swiss family robinson with the girl and it was just like it's full of pirates and mm-hmm. adventure and lots of animals and they're mm-hmm. on an island and there's shipwrecks and like it was just it's just a really fun movie for kids yeah and everything and the girls really enjoyed it okay. good mm-hmm. now we now we talked about this yes really um it was alarming like I haven't watched that in maybe 25 years yeah um it was quite alarming to watch. <laughs> right, okay. And one of the main reasons was, um, <laughs> well, there were a lot of reasons. <laughs> one of which was the animal cruelty in it. Again, I am not Mr. Animal Humane Society. Let's join PETA, right. okay? Right. But that would 
you would never be able to yeah. film a movie. You're like, that's not okay. <laughs> no, it's oh my gosh. So like, so they filmed it in. So I was doing some googling right. about it afterwards, and like, because there's these two Dobermans who are just uh, no, no, no. Um, I don't know, enormous dogs. Right. Okay. Great thing. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. I don't know. So they literally get into a fight, full on knock them out, drag them out fight with a tiger. It's just like such a bad. And idea. this isn't animatronics. No, that's true. This is not. This is in the 1960s. They do not have CGI. No, they just got a tiger and two Gosh. huge dogs, and they were like, "Go at it, boys! Let's film it!" And like, oh my gosh, it was just. You can't do you that. You can't do that. For good reason you can't <laughs> like, do that. Oh my like gosh. you don't you just have to be a reasonable person to realize <laughs> that that's a bad idea. But like there's there's a decent amount of stuff on the on the internet about like the animal cruelty in that yeah. movie. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my gosh." Seriously. But so but that leads me to the thing that we're actually going to talk about on this podcast, yes. which is Jordan versus LeBron. Okay. Because Swiss Family Swiss. Robinson. <laughs> yes. You know, it's one of those things where you like, you think back on that movie and it's like, wow, that was so great when I experienced it. And like when I watched mm-hmm. it three times a day mm-hmm. when I was a kid. But as an adult, and when you look back, when you watch it again, it's like, was it really as good as I remember? Right. Because there is a nostalgia factor. There is a man like... Uh, Maybe this wasn't as good as what I remember when I was younger, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, I was born in 78. Mm-hmm. The 70s. Um, Here's to the 70s. Or as our daughters call it, the 1900s. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> it's like they... The 1900s was 100 years. Like, there were people in covered wagons in the 1900s, yes. but that was not our experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um... <laughs> So, so I was, uh, so during the Jordan era, I was in basically high school and early college when this was going on. Okay. A little bit of middle school, high school and early college. Mm -hmm. So, um, and okay. So there's like the Jordan documentary that came out just during the coronavirus time lockdown. And then, so the, this this isn't a generational divide thing, but is it is a general trend to uh-huh. notice right. that the average NBA fan who is more of the, in the millennial generation, mm-hmm. they're just like, LeBron is just as good or better than MJ. Okay. And those of us who grew up in the more, who actually saw the Jordan era, mm-hmm. we're just like, that's so cute that you think that. Or there's like a recency bias, like you're saying. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So, but it is like one of those questions of like, was it actually, was he actually as good as what I remember? Or is this a Swiss Family Robinson thing? <laughs> okay. Okay. Does that make LeBron like Pirates of the Caribbean? <laughs> like the new and better Swiss Family Robinson. Oh gosh. Bless you. But- How have I never seen a whole Pirates of the Caribbean? I think I've watched five minutes of one. You know, I've, I've watched the first one maybe twice, huh. but I've never seen any of the other ones. How many are there? Six? Oh, there's, five? There's too many. Because um, I feel like they kept, they stopped counting after a while. And they yeah. were just like, 
dead man's whatever. Are the same people still in them? I remember Brandon once said, like, he, I think it was, like, when we shared an office in Platteville. Yeah. Like, he was, like, he made some uh, some joke about the Kraken. Oh, the Kraken. And I was just, like, is that, like, Cracklin' Opran? What is that? Mm-hmm. It's, like, he's, like, what are you talking about? You don't know about the Kraken? Because that's, like, the something in. Is that the name of the boat? No, I think it's the the ultimate, uh, uh, I don't know. It's it's some creature under the sea that's oh. a bad dude thing. Okay. The Kraken. Oh, well, that sounds bad. I'm sure there's a curse involved with it. Yeah, it sounds piratey. So, anyway. So, Jordan versus LeBron. So, um, you have come with some information. I feel like I look like a really professional news broadcaster. I am holding my... Good morning, Dora County. Oh, gosh. Coffee mug. I have my cute pen, and I have a stack of papers Okay. that I have some information to discuss. Yeah. Well, we can discuss it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have any opening remarks? Oh, I have a lot of remarks. I don't know where opening to... Opening remarks. I have more of a op- an open and shut case. Okay. I just want to say this is not a fair fight. <laughs> <laughs> All right? So it's like you're the cracklin, and I'm you're like, the cracklin, and I'm like one of those dogs that attack the tiger. It doesn't have like the brother dog with it to help. So, but, but you, t- but you texted Ryan King. I texted Ryan. He directed me to a very reputable article. Really? Mm-hmm. What was the article? We didn't talk about any of this beforehand. Uh, it was on some website I never heard. <laughs> Sports.com. <laughs> it was not ESPN. It was not the Ringer. It was like the. I don't know. I printed it out so I could make. I printed it out so I could make notes on the paper because that's how I roll. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I'll have you know that I used my own brain on this too. I'm not just regurgitating the facts or whatever. Yeah. Because there were some statistics that were cited that once I extrapolated them out, I felt that they were not true indicators of LeBron's excellency. Because yeah. it was like, oh, he had more, he had more points in the finals, and I was like, well, he played a lot more finals games. So I'm not citing that point because I don't think that yeah. that is very accurate or fair. So yeah. the first one. And just so you know, so I'll let you dive in, but first, okay. like, my my thesis statement is, <laughs> you almost spit out your Door oh County God. mug. <laughs> my thesis statement in this is that Jordan is the clear goat but lebron is uh, also i think the clear number two are you even two maybe maybe three but like can we just say that being top three that's a really big deal yes it is a big deal because i feel like kind of i don't know it's just i don't know i'm not trying to disparage the second or third greatest player of all time but just so you know. I just would like to cite this article. It's from ClutchPoints.com. ClutchPoints? Mm-hmm. You know, I've heard of ClutchPoints, and I think I've been to ClutchPoints, but I don't know what ClutchPoints actually well, is. Well, it's Clutch. Okay. So who's the other person in the top three, would you say, if LeBron was uh, going to toggle between? Bill Russell Bill. for the Celtics mm. in the 1960s. Oh, okay. Mm. I think he won 11 titles in 13 years. A lot of titles. I don't know. Is he it's, still alive? Uh, yeah, barely. Like that. <laughs> like he comes out for like the 
the finals MVP because the finals MVP is named after oh, him, shit. the Bill Russell Trophy or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they they like uh, wheel him out, kind of. Yeah, they they prop up his corpse and just like <laughs> <laughs> it's like here's the Bill Russell Award. And he's like, man, you get you are barely alive, man. Is Kareem good too? Is he up there? Is he top yes. five? He has become underrated. He used to be overrated, but right. now he's become underrated. Well, he's been brought into my field of observation because he pops into The Bachelor every now and then. What? Wait. Well, what? Mm-hmm. Why? Uh, because Rachel, who was um, the first black bachelorette, she yeah. had some sort of... I think because he was rightfully critical of the Bachelor franchise for their lack of diversity... So then when they had a black lead, he was like, I think he was positive about that. And then he showed up at like a basketball group date. Really? Yeah, because he was pretty critical. It's like, come on. Well, guys, I, I, knew that, should, well I knew that Kareem was very socially minded. Yeah. Um, when it came to justice issues and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. I just didn't know that that spilled over into the Bachelor franchise. Hey, it's big. It's a juggernaut. <laughs> I think it's Kareem. I'm like 95. No, you're probably sure. right. I mean, it's not LeBron. Oh, it's I mean. certainly not LeBron. I mean, and then they had they had Charles Barkley on it this last season. Really? Because one of the girls was from where he went to college, and I think Charles Barkley's hilarious. Oh so. yeah. Anyway. Okay. So why don't you um, give some pro LeBron points from Clutch Points and use your own brain? All right. <laughs> Now, I want to say that I feel like LeBron is a better team player than Michael Jordan. Okay. Do you think that's true? Um, LeBron, when he was younger, he could have gone two ways with his career. Mm-hmm. He could have been the next Michael he either could have tried to be the next Michael Jordan, or if he, or he could be, could try to be the next Magic Johnson. Okay. He should have gone the Magic route okay. because he is one of the greatest passers yes. in NBA history. The assists, Aaron. The assists. Well, it's he just sees stuff right. that other people just don't see. He's just one of the best passers in the league. I think mm-hmm. in history, mm-hmm. Jordan is underrated, but LeBron's just on another level. Right. Um. But it's fair to say uh, LeBron, that's not the route that LeBron wanted to go. He wanted to go the Jordan route. Okay. So did he pivot a little, LeBron? No, I think. Because after he won his uh, championship against the 73-win Warriors, like he, was, he started saying, like, I'm chasing that ghost from Chicago, Michael Jordan. I'm like, oh, good one, dude. Okay. <laughs> It's like, I think you're going the Jordan route. Well, um, I don't really understand the route thing, but um, so, but he's a better passer. Yes. Which makes him a better teammate, I would argue. Um, yeah. I'm, he's more enjoyable to be around, that's for sure. See, and that counts for me. Yeah. That counts for me more than it counts for other yeah, people. Yeah, because uh, team harmony means more to LeBron than being a sociopathic lunatic like Jordan was. You know, because mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it was like Chuck Klosterman 
from who gets interviewed on the ringer a lot i think he made the point of just like like the way that we talk about jordan is kind of like the way that we talk about serial killers oh my gosh but but we say it in positive ways about right, jordan right. like he just wanted to like cut his cut his head off and put it on a stick and then like he's such a winner what a great but then like if we say that about a serial killers like whoa that's a problem you know that it's just a, like that is a problem yeah it's just like he just doesn't get over any grudges and he just takes over it i don't know he's just like there's just there's things about jordan that led him to be the greatest basketball player of all time that doesn't lend itself to winning in other areas of life Right. Which LeBron will win in other areas of life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and I I guess I just choose to look at LeBron and Jordan more holistically. And I'm not talking about social media presence because I think we can all acknowledge that LeBron has that lockdown over Jordan. Really? Well, I've at least looked at his Instagram. Does Michael Jordan have Instagram? <laughs> I don't think Jordan is on social media but i would rather have dinner with lebron and so would oh maggie. yeah so would maggie she's like you should say in the podcast that i would rather have dinner with lebron too and yeah. i there you go he appeals to a broad you know um because it's fair to say that lebron enters into um socially minded and justice kind of things on uh, through his social media account that mm-hmm. jordan just never would Right. Well, back then, at least. Right. Like, right now, I think Jordan Brand just donated $100 million to um, those types of, like, causes right. and issues. But um, he was very apolitical during his career. When he was a player. Now, so aside from LeBron's enter into the fray into those kind of areas mm-hmm. on his social media, he has the dumbest social media account I've ever... <laughs> right Stop! He had this video of himself playing that mouth guard game where you have to talk and it's like, like that. I respect that. This has nothing to do with being the greatest basketball player of all time. I would argue that besides like the, the entering into like the social issues, Mm -hmm. I think he's very curated, very bland and very, he has fake tendencies. It's a very curated life and very just like his handlers, like just right, like Maverick and it's stuff. It's just yeah, it's just uh, maybe it's not right to call them handlers, but like I mean, these, these are very brilliant. His brain trust. Yeah, kind of. it's just like they just curate a certain image. Right. Well, it's working, and <laughs> oh, good job, Maverick. But I would argue that's what most people do on Instagram. That is very That's true. The purpose. So anyway, you can't, okay. so but I do want to double down on the teammate factor. Okay. Because yeah, people, I think that's part of being a leader is making people around you better. Yes, and I will say that LeBron and I will quote Brian. I'm marking down one point for me. I will. <laughs> I will say that like I will. I'll quote Brian Windhorst with this, which he is the LeBron whisperer. Mm-hmm. Um. Because people do ask, like, is LeBron James selfish? Yes. Unselfish. Okay. Okay. Is he unselfish? And the answer is clearly yes. He is unselfish. Mm-hmm. But he is unselfish on his terms. 
Which I suppose is most of us. True. But like, um, everything needs to be curated around him. And like, there has been a subtle backlash in the last uh, two, three years ever since like Kyrie Irving ditched him. Is that the flat earther? Yes. Oh, okay. So but we're was, taking, okay. That's cool. But like Kawhi didn't want to go. Oh, I like Kawhi. Kawhi didn't want to go mm-hmm. to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Paul George didn't want to go to the Lakers. Wow. Um, the eyebrow you know, situation. It's just Kyrie Irving chose to, he demanded a trade because there is just this, Jimmy Butler did not want to go. I'm sorry, you cannot cite Jimmy Butler for any reasonable purpose. You had me going, but then Jimmy Butler. I'm just saying there is a general (laughs) pattern of like, and it's been noticeable in NBA circles of like people, ultra superstars don't want to play generally with LeBron over the last few years because they have rightly noticed the pattern that if you win, he gets the credit. Uh. If you lose, you, get the, you get the blame. Yeah. So these ultra superstars are just like, why would I want to do that? So who so do So Anthony ultra... Davis. Okay. That's why Anthony Davis is like, oh, I'll go play with LeBron. And that's a big deal. So. So I will agree with the thesis statement that he is unselfish, but uh, I think it's a bit overrated. Was Jordan ever unselfish? Uh, I don't know if selfish or unselfish is really the category to put this in. He was just a complete lunatic. Just not a great person to be around. Okay. But he was a winner. And he passed the ball. At, I mean, he passed the ball to Steve Kerr to win the sha- to win the finals in ninety six, ninety seven. Um, like he passed the ball. Like, well, I suppose he didn't pass the ball to Paxson in ninety three. But like, yeah, he was like, I don't know, he was just to win that finals. But like, you know, it was it's something. So, what superstars want to play with other superstars? Like, who's the superstar of choice that another superstar would want to join up with? Like, are there any? Like, is well, that unique to LeBron that people are like, oh, I don't know? Uh, well, I mean, like, Kyrie and Durant. I mean, they did their free agency together. I mean, it's argued, but I mean, they didn't haven't won anything yet, but they did team up. Right. Um, you know, uh, Kawhi and Paul George teamed up. Paul George. That was when and- Toronto won. Uh, no, that was in the, with the Clippers, oh, like, oh. this last season. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's uh, uh, Durant and that crew with Golden State. They teamed up. See, I would argue that maybe that's a Steph Curry thing and that that's more unique about Steph Curry being maybe, like, a generous superstar, which I feel really funny saying superstar well, over and over. But because, like... Steph is in another category with, like, his character nah, i mean I, I mean this is do you want to talk about stuff for you no well so this, like, <laughs> this is my point like yeah i understand that people don't want to like hitch their wagon to lebron but they also probably don't want to hitch their wagon to too many other people well it's like you know 
Um, Westbrook demanded a trade to get to Houston this last season with James Harden. Okay, they teamed up. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's just a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's like I, I just think there's a lot of teaming up, but then like there's just a, for as great as LeBron has been in his career and era, um, over the last few years there has been an erosion of people being excited to play with him. Who's that cute That's little fair to say. Russian guy who I was like, LeBron has to pull him down the court. Remember? It was... Zadrunas oh, <laughs> Ilgauskas? Yeah. <laughs> I bet... I bet he has a lot of good things to say about LeBron. Because didn't he go with him to different places? I think so. Mm, okay. Okay. So, all right. So, why is... All right. So, why is... Okay. Why is LeBron better? LeBron actually holds the advantage in several categories, including all NBA first team selections, Mm. rebounds, assists, blocks, and overall field goal percentages. Percentage. Mm. That's a lot. And I think, because LeBron, this is his 16th season. Yeah, like, and he, that does that barely counts because hardly anything happened. With yeah, he's an alien when it comes to like his how healthy he's been. Right. Like when he got injured two seasons ago on Christmas Day with his hamstring or whatever, right. it's just like that was the first time he's really missed extended time in his entire yes. career. Well, and I guess I would say that these statistics feel telling to me because. I don't think we can really count much of the 16th season because how long was the NBA going on? Like 15 minutes before it got canceled. But Jordan played for 15 seasons and LeBron has essentially played for 15 seasons. So I feel like the fact that he's leading in those categories, that's that's equitable because it's the same amount of seasons. It's not like, oh, LeBron played 20 seasons and Mm -hmm. he's ahead on those. Yeah, and longevity for sustained excellence, like... That says something for LeBron. Mm-hmm. You know, it does. Oh, that's good. Because, like, he... Not... Anyway. Yes. I would quibble with a little bit of that, but that's those, that isn't, like, the biggest point. Well, and I guess I just feel like those things, particularly rebounds, assists, and blocks, like, the overall field goal percentage, like, yeah. I can barely understand that. But I do think that and when being you're, good yeah. at those things, it really shows that you're an all-around player yeah and when you're six eight like that's just yeah you're like he is like he is as tall and as um his weight his height and weight are the same as carl malone okay who was the mailman yeah and (laughs) point for me and i knew it was the mailman like lebron is just a freak of nature when it comes to like yeah, his his athletic his body and his athleticism mm-hmm. and just being that big, that strong, that agile. That's I mean, he is like, um, he's not as unique as what Shaq was with right. that, but he's he's close. Well, and he probably he probably tries to stay in shape more than Shaq did because even oh, I no, know Shaq didn't. even I know that Shaq would come back after summer and they would be like, "Did you literally just eat cotton candy and hot dogs all summer? Because you need to get it in shape." You know, so even I know that. Okay, so what else you got? Um, I also would like to say that he had 
Um, and this might this maybe is not a fair statistic because he's been in more finals games than well finals. Does finals count the whole? It's not the whole playoffs. It's, it's just, just like just the, the finals. finals. Yeah. Okay, so he has been in three finals. Who? Right, um, LeBron. He's been in nine finals. Nine finals. Okay, maybe my statistics. He's won three. Okay. So he's three and six. Right. Which I can I I acknowledge that. Yeah. I acknowledge three and three and yeah. whatever. Um but he has had a lot of triple doubles. Ten. Yes. That's a lot. Yeah. To me that really shows and see this I don't know if that's extrapolated out because I don't recall at the moment how many MJ had, but mm-hmm. that's a lot of triple doubles. And um he also has averaged twenty five points per game. In 15 straight seasons. That's impressive. It's very impressive. Yeah. Very. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. I think Jordan is about 21. I'm not making that up. I looked. If I remember correctly. What? I think he averaged 21 points a game. That's not right. Oh. <laughs> well, I thought that when I looked, right. I thought when I, but no, I think when I looked it up, <laughs> LeBron had a higher average points per game for 15 seasons. Okay, I'll, I, I would have to relook that up, but I even let's say that's true. Okay. Okay, that's good. Yep. Also, we all know that Jordan was a cold-blooded assassin who could dominate a game single-handedly. Yes. He's just a facilitator. He's LeBron is just a facilitator. He's the only player in league history with at least 34,000 points, which is more mm-hmm. than MJ, almost 2,000 more, about there. Mm-hmm. Um, 9,000 assists and 9,000 rebounds. Mm-hmm. That is he just... He will probably be... He will probably pass Kareem. Well, no, no. Kareem no, has LeBron 2,000 more points than he does right now. Yeah, because he'll pass. He'll be the all-time leading scorer just... For longevity and everything like that. Okay. Yeah. So, why doesn't that count? That's really good. Yeah, great job being consistent. Yeah. But I feel like you're not really caring about that consistency. No, it's it really means something. It really does. <laughs> we never argue and talk like this. this is... Okay. Um... <laughs> Man, he really is destroying Jordan in a sense. If I entered into everything, yeah, every little thing you're saying, this would be an hour and a half podcast. Oh, wait, wait. Would... No, Jordan does have better scores. Okay. Um, so, LeBron. Also, I think what we need to talk about is what happens to the team after LeBron or MJ leave. Because when LeBron... Yeah, that's... No, that is that is a point. You know, yeah. and and I think that um, without Jordan, Chicago, I mean, they still had Steve that, Kerr, maybe, and they still had Scottie Pippen. That team could have gone to the finals. Yes, could they have. were within two games. Two yeah. wins shy of the mark with Jordan the previous season. Yeah, I mean, right. Yeah. But when LeBron were, left Cleveland. Yeah, it, oh. was, it was just like it turned into a complete dumpster fire. Mm-hmm. And like when he left... No, wait. When he left, uh, yeah, when he went left Cleveland both times, it was like it was a dumpster fire. Yeah. Now, maybe that has something to do with the infrastructure of Cleveland? 
But well, when that but I will say that stands, is something. That's <laughs> I mean, I can I'll concede that to you. Okay. Um, so I do think when he leaves the team, it's worse. Even and because I think it's because he is a passer, and a, yeah. a sister, and a and a rebounder. Because yeah. you just need all of those things. You do, and that's really important. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think that you should talk about um, how they beat the seventy-three win Warriors team, and what was the? And that you would what, know this. That's what, in my mind at least. That's what jumps him up from being like the fifth greatest player into being like almost like the second greatest player. I mean that that was that was great. Who were his teammates? Now I will happened? say that like if one, <laughs> I mean there was one guy who got ejected. Draymond Green got ejected. I mean even people like Zach Lowe have said like if. And he's not the only one who says this. It's like, if he doesn't get ejected for doing, like, the dumb thing that he did. Yeah. Okay? Like, then the Warriors win in five. Okay. And, oh, sorry. LeBron doesn't win against the 73-win Warriors. Okay. So there is that. Well, there's that. But then you're also like, oh, but what if somebody hurt their knee? I feel like you just can't. There's just so many variables that it's hard to take away. Yeah. You know? Yep. Um. But I do, I do have some questions about the intensity of the league and that Jordan was playing in, as opposed to the league that LeBron is playing in. Yep. So I mean, was was is the competition just harder now? There's just more superstars. There's more athleticism, just everywhere, mm-hmm. flowing athleticism. Yeah. Um, as opposed to the condition of the league. The talent in the league has gotten a lot better over the last 10 years. Right. And so... Like, there's a really a talent boon right now. Yes. And that's fair. Thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I just... I feel like that maybe... I'm not saying that we need to, like, have weighted grades or something, but maybe it's like LeBron is doing this well in, like, honors language arts, whereas... MJ did this well in just regular language arts. Yeah, the second three-peat, which, yeah, the second three-peat for Jordan, I mean, uh, the Raptors and the Grizzlies were expanded. They were expansion teams at that time, so it it could be argued it was, the league was a little bit diluted at that time, Mm -hmm. so like when you have 72 wins and 69 wins in back-to-back seasons, and you win the championship, plus the third season, now... No three-peat should ever be discounted. If you win three in a row, that's a real three-peat no matter what era right, it is. Right, that said, that's fair. That's that said, fair. the league was a bit diluted mm-hmm. at that time. Mm-hmm. I will strongly contend that the 91 through 93 three-peat, that was the, that was the most competitive era in the history of the NBA. Oh, interesting. And there's only one team that won that era, and that was the Bulls. And they actually should have won four if Scottie Pippen hadn't gotten a migraine in Game 7 of the 90 Eastern Conference Finals. Then Jordan would have seven finals wins. But can we also say that he was coached by one of the best... Ryan didn't even tell me to say this. He was coached by one of the best coaches, Phil Jackson. Mm -hmm. Right? I don't even know who the coaches of LeBron are. Uh, yeah, well, if we had an hour and a half, I would be really happy to talk about, like, how 
uh, usurpy yes. LeBron has been well, and how unbecoming he has been with that. I know he's that been in a situation with coaches. Yeah. Yep. Maybe a, a, a battle for who's in control and who has the power and who has the say. Yeah. But, I mean, at the same time, who are these people? Yeah. I'm not saying we need to enter into that. I am just saying that, like, I do think if you're playing for somebody as legendary as Phil Jackson, that helps the, everything. Or else you're, like, playing from... We could have a whole Phil Jackson. I mean, like, he Phil Jackson came off really, really well in that documentary. Mm-hmm. That said, he's won 11 titles. Right. And Six were with MJ. And three were with Shaq and Kobe, and uh, two other ones were with just Kobe. Mm-hmm. And so he has only coached top 10 NBA players of all time. Right, right. So if you only coach, I don't know, it's like a chicken or the egg thing. Right, that's true. You know, there, maybe there's like, like synergy. Okay, involved. you are really good and innovative and. Uh, all that kind of stuff, but like, what came first? Okay, so mm-hmm. like, I don't put the coach did not make MJ as I mean. Well, I just know that Phil kind of made it seem like in the doc that like that he should have gotten a little more credit because of the triangle offense. Yeah, which is an archaic offense now because right. it doesn't lend itself to three point shots anymore. But right, I understand. But anyway, so there, that's that. And um, let me check page four. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, the Warriors. I mean, that the fact that they beat the Warriors. Yep, great job um, in that one championship. Hey. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, it, well, I also would like to point out, well, I've already pointed this out, so that he is like a leader on the field. I, the field, the court. I also... Would like to point out that I don't think Scottie Pippen even likes Michael Jordan. Uh, yeah, they're, you know, I don't know. Like, Luke Longley, who was the starting center in the second three-peat, mm-hmm. he didn't even get, he wasn't even interviewed at all in the doc because apparently he didn't really like playing with Jordan yeah. and didn't really like him. And, yeah, Scotty had... Yeah, I mean, I've re- I've read and heard some things about like Scotty's relationship with Michael, and like mm-hmm. he just, yeah, it was. I heard he was very hurt by the documentary. Who was hurt? Scotty. Really? Yeah, because like he called Scotty selfish about how he like held out and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. during the. He demanded a trade and got the surgery right before the season, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, MJ called him selfish like on the dock. And, yeah. Um, yeah, that kind of So stuff. I wondered, when you said that he was sad, I was like, well, was Jordan sad because of, like, yeah. because Scotty was just kind of, like, meh about stuff, I felt. Yeah. Was the vibe he gave right. out. And, uh, yeah. So, and I do think, I mean, you have people like Dwayne Wade. He would, like, he would, like, bleed for LeBron. True. Because, they, yeah, they go on vacation together. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, uh, yeah. So, all right. So here's the deal. Um, How did I do? I was, I was good. Yeah, really good Clutch stuff. Points, they were Clutch really. points. Clutch points. <laughs> um, Jordan had a mental stranglehold over the entire league uh-huh. that just can't be captured in statistics or even championships. Mm-hmm. Like, it just, 
you just can't because like it was just something that you just had to live through and see like in that era that just doesn't get captured in it and they tried to capture it in the dock but it's just like he was just known as invincible and psychopathic and Mm -hmm. just like he doesn't lose and he just and just don't talk to him because he's going to find a competitive edge and just like you just don't cross him you just he just had a mental stranglehold over the entire league and you just it was it's just really hard to explain i felt like the doc communicated that because i thought he was gonna like come to blows with that like security guy with a curly mullet over like flipping quarters or something yeah which right. that's an overstatement but so that was competitive. i just don't think that can be captured in stats or championships or finals appearances or first team all nbas or whatever he just like um he just had a mental stranglehold over the entire mm-hmm. nba um, of that era um now we are in the three-point era right now okay of the league and so sometimes people say like, oh, well, like LeBron didn't, or excuse me, Jordan didn't really shoot three pointers. And then Jordan apologists will then say, well, he just would have figured it out and he would have just become one of the best three point shoot. Like, like he just would have figured it out. And like LeBron apologists will say like, that's such a dumb cop out answer. And Jordan apologists, which I would agree with, are just like, you just don't understand the psychopathic competitiveness and adaptability of this man. Right. So, so for example, like, so after the first three-peat, mm-hmm. when he came back, um, he developed a, so, like, what was, <laughs> so they were like, you know, you can't rely on your athleticism the whole time, mm-hmm. so you just need to develop a post-game. What does know? that mean? Uh, when you're back to the basket, close to the basket, and you just kind of, like, Developed okay. post game. He was six foot six. Right. Okay. In an era of like the biggest era of centers in the history of the league. Right. And they were like, you need to develop a post game. So he did. And he was this is uh he was the first or second best post player in the league mm-hmm. because he just made himself into be the best post player in the league. Right. Like right. Him and Hakeem were, like, the best right. close players of that era. Thank you era. for including Hakeem. I was going to point that out. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> you know, can I give it's just, like, he just, would have, he just would have figured it out. Well, wasn't like, the, the three-pointers? Yeah, he would have figured it out. Well, wasn't the three-point line farther, though, when he started? Like, it was farther back. No, it's, like, it's oh, the same right mind. now. I was trying During to 90, add to your point. 94-95, I think that's when the years were, the, where, like, they... The league kind of sucked in the three pointer. Right, that's that was my but he point. wasn't there at that time. Oh. I think he was. I think it happened in '96 too. But then they pushed it back to like where oh, it is now. Okay, I was anyway. trying to give you a good MJ. Point. Yeah, so he was six and zero with his titles. Mm-hmm. He would have been seven and zero if Scottie Pippen would have had him. Wouldn't have had a migraine. Um, yeah, so uh, it's really hard to win one. Yeah, and that's why it's a big deal that LeBron won three. Mm-hmm. You know, and he might win a fourth this year if this year counts. Okay, oh. um, but like it's a really big deal to win one, much less three. If you go six and zero or seven and zero, okay, right. Um, call me when, call me when you win six. Go six and zero. <laughs> Maybe when Brownie comes into the league. <laughs> yeah, in 91, 90, 91 to ninety three, it's arguably known as like the most competitive era in the history of the league, and he just completely obliterated everyone in that era mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And and he lost his dad. Yeah, that was right after That's that. That's tragic. Yeah, it was. It was really terrible. Um, now, all the stats arguments. Okay, so if you look at the the stat the average game scores now, mm-hmm. it's like a hundred and twenty to one hundred and fifteen or something like that. Okay. Okay. So back then, it was like ninety to eighty five. Okay. Like the pace was slower. It's just there were fewer possessions. Like, you didn't have everybody and their mom jacking up threes. Like, it just, it was a different era. Okay. So, I think that accounts for some of the stat differentials because there's just like different amount of possessions. Mm -hmm. Okay. But, like, the people who are just like, Jordan wouldn't be doing what LeBron's doing in this generation. To which I say, oh, please give me a break. (laughs) Like, if you put Jordan. In this era, you put him at the top of the key with four shooters, like LeBron, to space the floor, like Le- what LeBron has. Mm-hmm. Um, you have no hand checking rules because in 2004 they changed the rules, so like you can't mug somebody on like oh, with your hands, yeah. like on the perimeter. You right. can't. You have to leave hands off. Hands off. You know, so that was that was a complete game changer with like game scores and possessions and all this kind of stuff. Right. That's why I'm like, yeah. So you put him at the top of the key, fourth shooters, no hand checking rules, because like you got mugged in the '80s and '90s. Right. Like <laughs> uh, top of the key, four shooters, no hand checking rules, and there were there was a huge preponderance of centers and big men and shot blockers in the '80s and '90s. Mm-hmm. That there just aren't. That's just not the case right now because, um, in the AAU circuit, like, uh, like if Hakeem Olajuwon was in like the AAU circuit now, mm-hmm. they would just have him be shooting threes, and you aren't like, like, get down to the basket and block the shots. Like they just don't do that anymore. Is AAU like high school? Yeah. Oh. So like, um, so there's there's much 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 fewer big men like mm-hmm. meeting him at the rim. Mm-hmm. So like you add up all that kind of stuff. With the increased possessions and three-point shots and just, like, the way he would just control, like, the game with, like, top of the key, four shooters, everything like that. The lane would be clear so he could just go there. Mm-hmm. Um, he would average over 40 points a game. Okay. That's a lot. He would average a triple-double because I... he never came out of the game. Triple-double over 10 point over... Oh, I know what a triple-double is. Don't worry. Like... He would just be, and plus he was like um, first team all defense so many times because right. he actually gave a crap and he never. He was the first guy who just like, man, he he just he just didn't dial it down a notch and just pace himself. He was mm-hmm. just like balls to the walls all the time and just thank you. You're welcome for that reference. <laughs> um, but like, yeah. So like, it's just it's just not an argument. Like, you, LeBron, you are a worthy number two or three. Um, Jordan, you will not win at life like LeBron has, mm-hmm. like Will. But MJ, so what number one, GOAT. So what you're saying is, like, you know how when you go to a museum and it's like, this was how much money this house cost, and then they adjust it for inflation. So you're saying, like, MJ's stats adjusted for inflation. It would be it would be way better. Way better. 
he would be a much better I don't want to overstate this he would be his stats would be a cross between Russell Westbrook and James Harden with stats okay with being a top three defensive player in the whole league Mm-hmm. So that's what kind of player he would be. Mm-hmm. So, but LeBron, he just he just passes the ball really well. It's like okay, Aaron, man. Come on, please don't talk down about teamwork. <laughs> there is no teamwork makes team. the green. Yes, and teamwork. There's does no make MJ in team. So <laughs> I would like to say this. Like I realize, first of all, that I'm set up to lose in this argument. But uh, second. <laughs> Because even Ryan was like, push comes to shove, MJ's better. Yeah. But um, I do have to say, like, I realize that, you know, I concede what you're saying about, like, people don't want to, like, hitch their wagon to LeBron because if, if the team wins, he gets the credit. If they lose, you get the blame. Like, I get that. But um, can you imagine how the people would feel? Because I do think, like... In the current NBA, there's just more feelings that people articulate. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think you could say, I think it would be like, yeah, he's great, but I'm not playing with that guy. He won't talk to me in the locker room. He's not going to whatever. And And I think that could really work against him. Yeah, and contracts were so much longer, like seven, eight, nine years back then. Oh, could you imagine? It's like contracts are like four years now, and that's why there's like people just – there's so much free agency. There's so much trades and that kind of stuff because, yeah. Could you imagine if, like, Russell Westbrook was stuck playing with MJ for, like, eight years? Oh, Westbrook would love it. Oh, that's true because he's kind Cause they're of both, like, so intense. Because they're both psychopathic. Yeah, like singular focus. Yeah. Okay. Now, if <laughs> there's plenty of other players that would be like, uh... Like, I don't think KD would want to play with him. Nope. I mean, he couldn't even handle Russ, like, He couldn't Russell. handle Draymond. Yeah. Yeah. But I also wanted to say, here's the bomb I'm going to drop on you. Remember Ooh. I said I have a bomb Oh, yeah, drop? you said you said that before we... It's not much for, of a bomb. For those of us who have made through this entire podcast, like, all right, what's your bomb? I was driving yesterday, and I yeah. saw a license plate that said LBJ Goat. No. Yes, I did. <laughs> Yep. Lyndon B. Johnson is the greatest president Stop. of all time. No, I was kidding. Okay, can I just say one thing? Yeah. Could you at least say that LeBron is a better teammate? Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay, that's all. Yeah. I just want to... Have- no, I fully agree with that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. So, uh, yeah, so that's the deal. Ooh. Hey, so this is the kind of conversation... That people have in the lobby, including this podcast. Oh my gosh, I'm like, I need to go take a nap. That's like pretty <laughs> emotionally taxing. All right, hey, thanks for joining us in the lobby, and thanks for bearing with us with this. <laughs> You're welcome. Bye.